This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Matthew, Mr. Purple Insider is here. John Schuster, Coldwell Banker Hotline. Here is the most important question you have faced the entire month of December. Uh, The two of us, myself and Dave Harrigan, just looked outside. It's starting to rain downtown. Uh, Harrigan basically parks in St. Paul because he's so cheap. I park about six, seven blocks away. If we wait a little bit, will you pick us up so we don't have to walk to our cars in the rain? Is that a reasonable request? You know, I would love to, but I am in downtown Cincinnati right now. So it's going to be a little bit of a trip back if I was going to do that. Would you come back? drive us to the cars, and then fly back? <laughs> you know what? Uh, no. Um, wow. But I will say that here, here's what I want people to appreciate, though, about just uh, Minneapolis in general. Yeah. How close, how close our airport is to downtown. Because in Cincinnati, in Denver, yeah. there's a number of places that I go where I'm like, are we going to get there eventually to the Uber driver? Have I been kidnapped? <laughs> are they taking me out in the middle of the woods? And then a half an hour later, I'm finally downtown. So, you know, it's a, a little, you know, 10, 15-minute drive from downtown. You're in the air, uh, you know, not too long after that. So appreciate that, everybody. I uh, I haven't spent a ton of time in Cincinnati. But i got to be honest, I've come away uh, just kind of, eh, kind of meh. The times I've uh, been there, by the way, I think I'm a big Chili fan, but the Skyline Chili to me doesn't live up to the hype. Uh, what are your thoughts about Cincinnati as a town before later in the conversation we get to Bengal pride in the team itself? Yeah, very much just okay to me. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, it's a city, so you can find a restaurant here or there, and, uh, you know, they got some sports here. But is there, like, a defining factor? You know, I was uh, getting off the plane, and I saw Reggie Wilson, who's also, you know, a TV guy. Carol Levin, yeah. And I – and I said, and he loves Cincinnati because he lived here for a while. And I said, well, it's not exactly Vegas. And you know, so it's like uh, a oh, little bit fighting of, words to Reggie, you know, maybe. Little, I, yeah, he, I don't think he took it that well. But like, there's a little bit of whiplash going from uh, Las Vegas last week, where a lot of defining factors in Vegas. <laughs> and yes. you know, Cincinnati, it's like, oh, it's a nice town. It seemed, the people seem to like it here. So yeah. I don't know. Text, uh, text me what what if if Matthew went out in the town tonight because nobody goes out in the town like Matthew. What would he do if he's in Cincinnati? Six five one four six one nine two two six. I mean, I got it. The big red machine that was in the seventies. I got it. WKRP. 
Uh, I got it. I think that the Skyland Chili's, eh, it's fine. Uh, yeah, we, we, we have sports there. Uh, you know, Bob Huggins was there for a long time. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's talk, before we get to the purple, let's talk San Diego slash L.A. Because even I still want to go San Diego Chargers. No, they've been there for a while. They are the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, apparently, uh, Aiden O'Connell is a ticking time bomb, and we held him up last week because the Los Angeles Raiders scored 63 last night, 63 points. And because of that, general manager, gone. Head coach, gone. And so in town, people are going to think, Brian Flores. Brian Flores had his one chance with the Dolphins. There was a lot of stuff tied to that. He's done a masterful job. Here, is that a fit for him? I also think San Diego slash L.A. Chargers, and they think a guy named Bill Belichick with the report this week from uh, Tom Kieran. He's been plugged in for a long time in the Boston area, saying the, the Crafts already decided he's gone. None of us think Belichick wants to walk away. Whoa, all of a sudden the general manager position's available, the head coach position's available. It's L.A. Nobody pays any attention. The Chargers, all of a sudden, big bad Bill walks in. Maybe they pay attention. Uh, that Chargers job with Flores and somehow Belichick, what do you want to say? Well, I think, first of all, win a division, and then we'll call you by your new name. So you're San Diego until you actually win yeah, something. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's one of the biggest botch jobs of a quarterback's rookie contract maybe ever. I mean, Kyler Murray it probably falls under this category too, but Justin Herbert, I think we all believe is even better than Kyler Murray, and yet they just let it all completely slip away. So now he's about to become one of the most expensive quarterbacks in the NFL, and they've won nothing. Yeah, I, was, I mean, that's right. the whole deal, right? If you get a good quarterback and you hit on it, he's cheap, then you trade for Tyreek Hill and you get to be the Dolphins. And it's hard not to look at the coach and GM and say, what the heck happened there? I mean, they got Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. Everybody was excited about that. But they fail on some draft picks. They fail to put the weapons around Justin Herbert. And they hired Brandon Staley thinking they were getting a defensive genius who was going to take them to the top of the NFL. But it turned out, I guess, that Aaron Donald and Jalen <laughs> Ramsey were the reasons that he had great defenses yes. in Los Angeles. Kind of shocking. I also think that copycats of the Fangio system have really gone sideways. It's like, you know, a lot of times when it, when it comes to chasing these defensive minds, and this is why everybody likes the offensive coaches, is something that worked last year won't work next year. So it's like, oh, we need to do what they did. But by the time you hire the guy, you know what I mean, then it's already too late. Uh, I think Bill Belichick should go on TV. He was great on uh, the, the college yeah. game day. He is like, good on maybe, it. Maybe he should just call it a day, right? Like, it's been an unbelievable career. Not is, happening. Is this going to be like Vince Lombardi coaching yes. Washington? Like, yes. I, I, just, I just don't think it's a great idea. I think that they should look to, some, to pair someone with Justin Herbert and say, defense be damned. Like, this is, it's you and him, and you're going to go forward, and you're going to try to win together. Uh, because right now, that team is in ugly shape. And I don't think, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen a team give up on their coach yeah. The way that the Chargers yeah. did last night, I mean, that was, like, shocking for the pro level. Well, and we could tie this back, and it's in the mailbag. You can check out the mailbag, purpleinsider.com, where somebody raises, well, if Flores gets a job, hmm, Brandon Staley, you mentioned it, 
the Los Angeles Rams. Who else was on that Los Angeles Rams staff? Oh, it's Kevin O'Connell, who has a great relationship with Brandon Staley. If Flores leaves, Brandon Staley might be your next Vikings defensive coordinator. And that's uh, I know a lot of Vikings fans after watching last night are thinking, oh, goody, about that possibility. So I think that is possible because they are close, uh, personally. But you couldn't get much farther away schematically. Uh, in fact, Brandon Staley, I mean, looks a lot like Ed Donatell. I mean, they both come from the same Fangio tree. They both want to play very similar. And Brian Flores is a million miles away from that style. I mean, Brian Flores is exotic, creative, dynamic, aggressive. Like, those are all the things that Kevin O'Connell said that he was looking for when he was moving away from Ed Donatell, that he wanted a much more attacking defensive system that was, you know, looking to cause turnovers and that was looking to, you know, create a lot of blitzes and frustration for the quarterback. Not a whole lot of frustration from quarterbacks when it comes to facing the Chargers over the last couple of years. And, you know, it's not that they have the greatest talent out there, but, I mean, Khalil Mack is on that team. They signed J.C. Jackson to a massive contract after he was good with the Patriots, right. and then that ended up blowing up entirely in their face. They signed Eric Hendricks out there. It's, it's not like they got nobody. Mm-mm. I think they just had a scheme that worked a couple years ago and doesn't work anymore. So it would be a huge mistake if Flores goes somewhere else to hire Brandon Staley as the defensive coordinator. When we come back with Matthew, Mr. Purple Insider, check it out. It's great. Uh, so many different ways to consume it, podcasts, mailbag, interviews, instant analysis, uh, middle, of the, middle of the week analysis, great stuff. We're going to talk why is the pastor not number three, how much will the Vikings miss Brian O'Neill and Alexander Madison, Josh Metellus, excellent column from uh, Matthew on that, and the Ivan Pace story. A lot of Vikings talk when we come back on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. <laughs> 22 past two, we're playing Dave's favorite Christmas tunes. Matthew Collar from Purple Insiders with us. Why is the pastronaut Matthew Collar now? He's not He's not starting. He's not the backup. 
He's just ahead of you as the third-string quarterback. Why isn't he the backup this week? Well, it sounds like Kevin O'Connell wants to remove the P from Pasternak. But um, I would say <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Yes. Uh, no, no uh, you know, I think that what we've really learned about Kevin O'Connell here is this man wants you to run his offense. Yeah. And and look, this is as you probably read in the mailbag. People are wondering, like, mm-hmm. should, like should Kevin O'Connell have adjusted more? Should he have adapted more to Josh Dobbs? And the answer is yes, of course. Uh, they got away with it in a 3 nothing win that really accelerated their playoff chances and the fact that they did not make very good adjustments. And Kurt Warner made a whole video basically saying, what are you doing, Kevin O'Connell, slash receivers for last week's game? And Kurt made a lot of very fair points. At the same time... Did, did you agree with a lot of what uh, Warner offered up? Uh, well, I mean, everything that he pointed out is obviously correct. Like, he's not getting it wrong. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, that receivers were dropping passes and that there were sometimes not a lot of opportunities for where Josh Dobbs should throw the ball. And the protection was not good in that game. The protection has struggled uh, quite a bit more over the last couple of weeks than it did for most of the season when we were talking about how shocked we were that the offensive line was this good. Well, you know, they've, they've gotten banged up a little bit here, and they've run into some tough pass rushers. And I think all of that played into why Josh Dobbs was benched. It was not just Josh Dobbs being bad. Like, football is more complicated than that, right? And we all know that. But I think what we really see is that, like, O'Connell wants somebody to run the plays as they're designed, as, as that everybody worked on since OTAs and minicamp and everything else. And only in case of extreme emergency does he want to uh, go a different direction from that. So, yes, we could say, like, man, I mean, I guess he just wasn't able to figure out how to use Dobbs' legs very well or to, you know, limit some of his shortcomings. But we can't forget that Josh Dobbs, when he arrived here, was a 2-9 and nine quarterback that his team gave away for a pick swap yep. and that right. Cleveland gave of away. Of late Ron picks. Right, right. Jacksonville gave away. Pittsburgh gave away, Cleveland gave away, like maybe Kevin's got a point, right? So, you know, I think that Kurt Warner could be correct in his analysis uh, with also saying, look, they had zero points. What should they do? Just keep like having the same guy do the same things. And Nick Mullins came in and there were some close calls, but he knew where to go with the football. And, you know, in an offense that you're going to get Justin Jefferson back and with the other weapons they have, that might be enough to get you enough to rely on the defense to win a couple of games here and get into the playoffs. And, and that's the situation we're in. There is, you know, Fran Tarkenton is not going to suit up and, and show up on Sunday. And when we look at O'Connell's offense, they were ranked seventh in points from the time he took over to the time Kirk got hurt. So it's hard for me to say, oh, this coach, he just doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. No, he really designed the entire offense for a certain type of quarterback, and that type of quarterback is not Josh Dobbs, and I mean one who's good at throwing the football. You uh, you wrote recently about Josh Metellus, who has been just a great revelation. I mean, the guy, what's he played? Six, legitimately six positions for this team. So expand on him, and then let's also talk pace. I heard uh, my guy P.A. talk about this today. So here's pace where he's uh, – Defensive player of the week. His hometown is where? Cincinnati, and his birthday is tomorrow. 
I'd say that oh, worked. Wow, I didn't know his birthday. I'd, I'd say that worked out rather well. Talk about both those guys, and and also it just ties to what we were talking about with Flores, how exotic and different, and it's not one system because those guys are great examples of it. Well, that's exactly where I was going to start. Is that if if uh, the the San Diego Chargers called me and said, "Why should we hire Brian Flores?" I would start with two players, and that is Josh Metellus and Ivan Pace Jr. I mean, Josh Metellus was a special teamer with about 250 career snaps as a former sixth-round draft pick. But Metellus told me that Brian Flores, when he got here, said to Metellus, they didn't use you enough. Like, that was one of the first things he said. Like, I watched your tape. They didn't use you enough. We're going to find ways to do it. And then he identified those ways. And even through training camp, we're like, we're seeing a lot of Josh Metellus. Are they really going to do this? Oh, they're really doing it. And he, he, he is the hybrid that we've heard about in the NFL for years, but no one ever actually has a guy who could do this much. And I think what they took advantage of is just how intelligent Josh Metellus is. I, I think he's one of the brightest players that you're ever going to run into. So, you know, there's that, like recognizing his skills, his aggressiveness, his intelligence, and then finding a way to put him in this different role that's very aggressive. And then with Ivan Pace Jr., I mean, who would have ever expected that? Like an undrafted free agent who could handle this much as far as mentally to take on the green dot abilities. But again, it's like a good identification of, yeah, the guy was short and he's shorter than anyone else in the league. But go back and look at the way he played at Cincinnati. His PFF scores across the board, 90s across the board, everything through the roof. It was really just size. So why not take a shot on him? And then, you know, not, not be sort of uh, beholden to the draft pick. You know, he beat out Brian Asamoah, but Flores just said, nope, this guy's a better fit. Yeah. And so he him out. I, I think it's really good evaluation. It's really good creativity. Like, it just works on so many levels with these players fitting with this defensive coordinator. How good is Cincinnati without Burrow? I think they're still pretty dangerous. I mean, I don't want to overreact to the last two weeks because we've just talked about how – Aiden O'Connell put up zero and then 63. So when it's backup quarterbacks, it could be just about anything. Uh, but what's really dangerous is a man named Jamar Chase. And I think with him, what separates him is if the ball gets to him, anything can happen. I mean, he is like what we're seeing now is instead of Barry Sanders, it's wide receivers who look like Barry Sanders. <laughs> and I think J- Jamar Chase is one of them, right? Yep. Like this He's guy really is, good. He is hard the tackle and uh, the, if there's one slight thing that the Viking secondaries had some issues with the corners it has been missing some tackles that have been cleaned up by the safeties if you do that against Jamar Chase it's going to be touchdown but you know the thing is Cincinnati's defense is not very good I mean they're, they're just straight up bad so there is like some you know push and pull there but I think this will be a tougher challenge and also can't say enough about how good Zach Taylor has been at adapting his offense we were just saying don't criticize O'Connell too much but, man, lots of play actions, screens, get the ball in the hands of playmakers. Like Zach Taylor has done a really good job working with Jake Browning. Excellent as always, sir. Thanks so much. We'll talk next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Matthew Collar gives you a lot with Purple Insiders. Absolutely worth your time. It is a 30 past two. We're going to give you traffic weather. I want to – I'm not uh, – I normally needle Dave because I'm going to take so much time. I need to get to two issues after traffic and weather that, that are worth a little bit of conversation. The news has come out really about Israel killing three hostages. Okay, fine. We got to And then 
We're really getting excited about this target idea. This is this is this target. This is the one that we're all excited about. Just briefly on those two. And then am I wrong? I promise I won't go too long. They are serious issues. I will allow it. But the committee's still not going to be happy. <laughs> but I have to bring this report back now. Thank you. Put me in a bad spot. Yes. Do it. This story coming out today that Israel mistakenly killed three hostages during combat. I'm, uh, here's part of the statement. Israeli forces mistakenly identified three Israeli hostages as a threat. As a result, the troops fired towards them. They were killed. During searches and checks in the area in which the incident occurred, a suspicion arose over the identities of the deceased. The bodies were transferred to Israeli territory for examination, after which it was confirmed that they were three Israeli hostages. Let's just put this in the United States of America right now. If this attack had taken place and then we had responded the way Israel has in a uh, – not a surgical way, in a thunderous way. By the way, zero sympathy for me for Hamas. None, zero, zilch. Um, they – you know, we just had an attack foiled in Europe – God knows how many attacks have been foiled here in the United States of America. Um, but Bibi Netanyahu, by the way, who was trying to game the system, so take away the more court supervision of him because he faces legal issues all the time. You had the reports a couple weeks ago about Hamas was planning this for a year and what the Israeli government knew. Then you had the report last week that under the direction of Netanyahu, they've been funneling millions of dollars to Hamas because they don't want anybody to really emerge as the true power of Gaza. And they always downplayed the power that Hamas could put together. And so using Qatar as an example, you have the report this week of the unguided uh, weaponry you know, where, which is much more indiscriminate. You have the amount of civilians in Gaza who've died. I don't, again, buy Hamas's number, but it's clearly way too many civilians have died. You have the Biden administration here trying to come off strong in support of Israel because Hamas is despicable, but also a lot, and some of it's anti Semitic. We got it. We've talked about that a lot in this show. But others are saying, really? I mean, we're just going to allow Israel to just go wherever they want and kill civilians at this rate? And now you get this, that Israel, and I'm not suggesting Netanyahu was right there with the weapons, but killed hostages? Can you imagine how big that story would be here in this country? I can. It's just unbelievable. And then the Target one real quick. So Target is now requesting that employees come down a week a quarter. We'd like you to come down. Come on, Target. You can't do more than this. How much has Target benefited from Minneapolis? I'm not saying you have to require anybody down here every day. Certainly this job has allowed us many opportunities. There's a lot of me, many opportunities coming up next year. But... We're getting excited about it. People are acting like this is excitement. It's not a mandate. 
It's a request for four weeks of downtown work for the entire year. Are we afraid of upsetting the target workers? How about 12 weeks downtown? How about 16 weeks? But we're excited because four weeks of the year. I'm not. Uh, Target, you're benefiting a ton. How about more? How about incentivize? How about greater security? And actually be a factor in the resurgence of downtown. I apologize to them. I wrong committee. You're up. I am ready, Dave Harrigan. I'm about five minutes past ready, but sorry. That's okay. That's all right. I'm I'm not bitter, but like I said, now I have to go back to the committee and explain Lindsay knows what happened. The feeling. Oh, believe me, believe me, no problem there. Mm-hmm. That I can tell you. We've got a very good holiday-themed ammo. Oh, I like it. Let's go. And we're going to start with... uh, Are you hating on Christmas, I assume? No, I'm going to support Christmas. Good. But we got to do some... We got to do some moving around. We got to break up the holiday season. Too close together? You've been feeling like you've been indulging a little bit too much recently. I know that. Uh... Off and on, yeah. Yes. Yes. I think we all feel that way. Yes. When every That's fair. You know, pretty much every other food item you can consume during the season, it's a cookie yeah. or a sweet or something like that. Just throwing them at you. Yeah. It's rich food after rich food. Shalette is trying to lose 30 pounds in the next week or something. Today. <laughs> all today. She's just going to cut off her arm. Yeah. That's going to be it. Uh, is, she got- on, is she on an almanac tonight? I didn't hear. I think she might be. Yeah. Check your local listings. Yes. We got to break it up. Thanksgiving, Christmas, too close. New Year's, it's all too close. Too much feasting, too short a time. Yeah. Space them out. Here's the plan. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, so you've got your Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that kind of all wrapped up in your December. Yeah. Similar time frame. Yeah. They're staying put. <clears throat> yeah, I think they should. They're staying put right like where it. they are. I like it. We don't move that. Thanksgiving, we think of Thanksgiving as sort of the, the, the festival to end the harvest the season, harvest, right? Yeah. The harvest festival. How about we move it to the end of the actual harvest season? We're not harvesting at the end of November. October-ish? Exactly right. First Thursday in October. Oh, so very early. First Thursday in October. I might be golfing. You might be. Who says you can't golf on Thanksgiving? Well, I'm not, I like the appetizers. I like, you know, I like the romaki. Oh, you, mean, you can play a 9 a.m. round. Yeah, that's true. Get off the course by one. You're in plenty of time for appetizers. I'm kind of the appetizer guy, though, so, yeah, okay. Why, I, not, why not bring the appetizers on the course? Yeah, just skip the rest of the family. Hey, I, I had the rumaki yeah, already. you can make that happen. Yeah, that's fine. Thanksgiving moves to the first Thursday How about the New Year here, though? That's where we're going next. Okay. New Year's Day? Why are we celebrating New Year's in the middle of the deadest time of the year? In the middle of winter. Winter. Bottom, Ridiculous. Bottom feeder season. Here's a twofer for you. We not only move New Year's Day, we bump April Fool's Day because it's stupid. April 1st, New Year's Day. April 1st, New Year's Day. I was thinking maybe a combo of July 4th and New Year's Day, but or does that diminish July 4th? It does. We don't want to take away from the 4th. So is January 1st now April Fool's Day? That would be a little silly. I mean, you can call it January Fool's Day. Or you know what? You could just not have a Fool's Day. So you're eliminating April Fool's I'd like to so I don't have to get 17 emails. Hey, remember, we can't do a radio prank. Mm-hmm. 
Or, hey, did you hear what they did in Ely? Yeah. (laughs) So I'm all in. Here's we go. We're spacing it all out. So April, starting at the beginning of what is now the beginning of the year. But April 1st is the new New Year's Day. So you got April 1st. Yep. Three months from that, you got 4th of July. Yeah. About three months from that, you've got Thanksgiving. It's about, what, two, two, two and a half months I'm in. to Christmas. No, no you, you can't tell me agree. you're in yet. I got to hit the thing. Hit the thing. Oh, Typical year. Am I wrong? Not working. <laughs> Please. And then, Sometimes yeah. the thing is delayed just a bit, but it always comes through. <laughs> and then getting a little aid and it's back. <laughs> I like them all. You've never heard of a better idea. I've never heard of a better idea. I, I You know, I love the Thanksgiving early in October. That's great. We got to keep Christmas, Kwanzaa, everything, Hanukkah, December. It's the, Those are the festivals of lights. The only debate I have is the April 1st. You know. The springtime. Yeah. Things are blooming. But the birds are chirping. Not here. April stinks. But it can't be. We can't just have New Year based on garbage Minnesota springs. Because spring in Minnesota is now garbage. It is. But yeah. if you're going out for New Year's, yeah, I'm in. I mean, I'd much rather go out March, you know, 31st, the evening of, into yeah. April 1st versus December yeah, or I January. Can, yeah. yeah. Are you planning on boozing it up December 31st this year? What do you mean by boozing it up? Well, I mean, like starting at noon and just you, by 2.15, you don't know what city you're in. I mean, why would you wait till noon? Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning, right? That's uh, true. We're not on. It's a Sunday. Uh, New Year's Eve is a Sunday. New yeah. Year's Day is a Monday. Yeah. 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 We're not on that day, are they? You coming in? No. <laughs> Let's play bowl games. Can I got we, a lot going on. Can we have a couple bowl games to play? I mean, can we, you know, can we just simulcast a bowl game? How about we play the 1960 Rose Bowl game? We must have that in the archives. We probably we got, do. I'm sure we've got that. I think this idea is brilliant. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. You want a break here? I think it would be a good time to do it before we get ourselves in trouble. Yeah, let's break. It's uh, 2.47. What do you think about Dave's idea? So Thanksgiving, first Thursday in October. Mm-hmm. Keep it in the football season. Keep it football, football, football. Then uh, keep the December holidays where they're at. And then instead of New Year's, so close. We uh, Too much decadence in a six-week period of time. Spread it out. Don't get all your STDs and bloated at the same time, right? <laughs> um, so then uh, uh, celebrate New Year. The new year, April 1st. It's fantastic. I love it. This is it for me. This is number one. Well, I don't even need to do the am I wrong then. Oh, is that the question? It was going to be. Coming out of this break, uh, this is Letterman it. had it right. All of those years, many, many years, Darlene Love, uh, yeah. right before Christmas to sing Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. It's such a great song. She's so phenomenal. Colbert should have kept that going. God, wouldn't that have been fantastic? A you know, lovely nod to Dave. Right. Now that Letterman, about a month ago, back with Colbert, reminds me, I guess, in one of their, when, when they all were together during the strike, I guess Letterman explained why he hadn't. Uh, come back to to that show when he's come back to with Kimmel many many times, uh, but I loved it. I mean, again, I might go to the in the fetal position at some point still this weekend with the news that Curb is ending. So my two favorite shows of all time are Curb Your Enthusiasm One 
Letterman on NBC, too. I think Letterman NBC is actually appreciably better than Letterman CBS. But I love some of the traditions that they did, and Darlene Love coming out. And you can find the montage right now where she comes out and just seeing how everybody changes. But her voice has never slipped at all. It is beautiful. Have you seen the documentary 20 Feet from Stardom? I recognize it, but I, I don't believe I have. It's about all the background singers of that era, such as Darlene Love was. Yeah, I and do know that part. Yeah. How many of them tried, but it just didn't work out to make a solo career? Like Darlene Love recorded an album. It just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And there's part of it that I, I remember distinctly a little bit. They're talking about how she was working as a house cleaner. While also, you know, doing the background yeah, singing and right. trying to make this. Yeah, music she's not making enough money. She's got to have multiple jobs. Yes. Right. And she had already recorded Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. And it was a hit. But she still couldn't turn it into a career. And one really? day she's at somebody's place doing her job, cleaning the house. And that song comes on and the she radio. she hears it. Yes. Oh, and she's wow. just, I've got this great song. It's one of the greatest Christmas songs. And yet. I'm still doing this. Can we hear just a little bit again? Do you want to hear a little bit again? I just want to hear a little bit again. Give me, give me just a second yeah. to pull it back up here. Easy joke. I'll pass this time. I normally don't. I love it. I just love it. Can't get enough. No. Excellent. You're not wrong. You're 100% right. Thank you. It's the greatest song ever. Two for two. Batting a 1,000 again today. First time ever, actually. <laughs> Please. If you're honest with yourself, I've never been wrong. I'm, uh, here's I'm another rarely one. honest with myself. It's better that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as we approach. Oh, would our lives be a lot better if we just rarely were honest with ourselves? Yes. Oh, my God. I just drove into this car. I wasn't paying attention. Not my fault. Couldn't have done it better myself. I just got in my ninth fight with my wife <laughs> every time it was her fault. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, a boss just fired me. <laughs> Not my fault. Actually sounds like somebody I know. <laughs> 45? Um, yes, exactly. It's uh, as we approach the uh, gift-giving season, and uh, yeah. well, I guess you know, any, uh, all of our Jewish friends, they've been through Hanukkah now. Yeah. Um, it's time to start rewarding the good gift-givers. And punishing the bad gift givers. <laughs> All right? Here's how we do it. How are you punishing them? If you've got a friend family gathering that's more than just a couple of people, you know, at yeah. least four, five, six people, here's how we do it. We got to put in a little extra, put in money into a little kitty, and then we got to have a vote. Best gift, that person takes the cash. So all the money that was put into the kitty, that goes to the person voted best gift given of all the gifts that were presented. So far, I like it. Worst gift. This is the part I'm really curious about. You have to take the time to uh, take the time to return that garbage gift that you bought. And you have to give the person that you hosed the equivalent cash you paid for the bad gift plus 25%. Am I wrong? I have a question for you about this. Yes, please. Who did, 
Who stepped in your stead uh, this week for Am I Wrong? Because these are all excellent. Most of the time, your Am I Wrong items are garbage. They're terrible. Oh, I occasionally, I occasionally see yes to them just to boost your spirits, <laughs> get your dauber up. Uh, I'm all in. This is great. No, you shouldn't have to fake it. I mean, God knows a lot of faking taking place at your place. So you don't have to say, oh, great. I really am excited for this sweater, which I'll never, ever wear. No, you, you lay them all out, and then you decide which one is the worst, which one is the best, and you reward them. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be honest with each other, not even in just a you know a, a group situation like I talk about. If you're just if it's just you and your significant other, okay, absolutely. Uh, I think it's time to be honest. Will you say, be honest? Will you roll over like you know the puppy dog who wants the belly rubbed, or you say, Lindsay, I love these socks with the outline of Corey Heppel on them. I miss Corey, <laughs> and he's looking away like Corey always did in those pictures. And we only say that because we like him. Um, will you tell her this is a terrible gift? When's the last time you told your wife, the mother of your children, your best friend, this gift is garbage? I haven't had to, Chad, because oh, we have such a wonderful so relationship amazing. that uh, she knows exactly what I need. Of course. Of course. In other words, sounds good in theory, but you're not a participant. No, I do. Hey, if you want me to call her out. After Christmas, on the worst gift I got, I will let you know. Yeah. All right. We won't be together on the 26th or 27th, but 28th, 29th, I'm here. We'll have the review. <laughs> we'll have the review. Time to request your Linda's Construction Time Check. Time to request a complimentary heat map analysis to see if your home is as energy efficient as it could be. Bottom feeder out. Jason DeRussia, he's out. Heinze, the legend. John Hines is going to take you home here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 